to you from the middle of Canes country. You're listening to the number one rated football podcast in the Dominican Republic. Oh, la. These are the Orange Bold Boys. Brought to you by Ed Morse. Join the 1.5 million people that have been backed by Morse. With the price protection promise, Ed Morse will match any competitor's price or refund you $500. Here's Toast, Roman, and Scoop. Yeah. That makes me happy. Does it? What's up, everybody? It is episode number 110. Ciento Diez! <laughs> we are the Orange Bowl boys, as I just always. Realized I didn't even look at the uh, I didn't even look at the template for today. We all updated on that. Oh yeah, we're all updated. Oh, good. Man. We're good all job. updated. Good job, yeah, <laughs> as always, Toast Roman Scoop hanging with you. Big, 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 big show for one. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, listen. The first, uh, you know, ninety-nine episodes or hundred episodes, we uh, we we couldn't get the voice of college football, Chris Fowler, on the broadcast. Now, once we hit triple digits, we we can't keep him off the show. Coming on again. <laughs> yeah. Coming on again. We love it. We love Let's it. Let's go. He's, he's, got, call, he's got the call with Herbie on Saturday. Yeah. Yes, he does. So now, was it the uh, was it the Clemson game or FSU game we spoke to him before? Clemson. Right before Clemson. 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 So this so obviously, go well. um, yeah, so that was the, the, the early check-in. Obviously, at that point, the Canes were going into that game undefeated. And now we will see what he thinks about a whole bunch of stuff about the college football season in general, uh, the Canes getting the shaft uh, to Iowa State, why everyone loves the Big 12. Maybe you could shed some light on that for us. And, uh, yeah, this will be good. This will be good. He's been on the only time this year that we've lost. Oh, you had to throw that out at us. Well, I just want everyone to be okay, prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> so it's his fault? It's possible. Okay. Things don't go well Saturday? Well, you know. I like the know. preliminary meeting this week. He's like, well, you know, I'm talking. I'm finishing up with the North Carolina players, and I'll mm-hmm. jump on. Oh, oh thanks. Thanks, sir. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I see the hierarchy here. <laughs> oh, good stuff, uh, man. Good stuff. You know, so, I just uh, want to make this public yeah. announcement real quick in terms of like Hurricanes podcast. We're not the ones that are that are insensitive and getting all the fan base mad at us. Just just putting Ooh. that out there. Well, I, okay. yeah, I guess that's something we can uh, we can touch on as we uh, as we wait for Mr. Fowler. So just so you guys know, we're waiting for Chris to pop in here. He is wrapping up his uh, media go with the UNC players and then was going to uh, pop in with us as soon as he was done. So that'll happen at some point here over the next like 5, 10, 15 minutes. But until then, there's plenty of other stuff for us to chat. But yeah, Rosa, we'll talk about that. Uh, Al Blades Jr., it comes out that uh, he has suffered from myocarditis which is the uh, heart inflammation after effect that a lot of folks you've been hearing about as a result of COVID-19. Uh, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez of the Boston Red Sox sat out the entire season because he uh, got that after he had COVID. So pretty serious thing, uh, something that most folks are able to come back from. But obviously, anytime you're dealing with the heart, it's uh, it's sensitive and it's serious. And you want to use the, you know decorum, if you will, when releasing that information. And uh, that didn't really happen. <laughs> oh, yes. And, uh, you know, local media member seems seems to have some like wires crossed on that one it was like hey i thought i was announcing when when you were well, okay you can use his name this. it was barry jackson was, barry jackson yes, claims was... that the school gave him permission to release it, and that they were gonna that al blades was gonna release it at the same time barry so the school was gonna sync that up well apparently it didn't get synced up and right. barry ends up dropping before al blades does and al blades dives into his twitter mentions him was like what the hell bro and Barry's like, well, it wasn't my fault. The school said they didn't. Didn't they tell you this? And yeah, so there you go. It, it went yeah, downhill from there. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, 
you're supposed to time this up, right? You're supposed to say, okay, so we're going to go into the Twitter universe and we're going to go at exactly 3.02 p.m. We're both going to put it out there, right? So Barry knows this, mm-hmm. supposedly, right? He mm-hmm. knows that it's supposed to be synced up. Mm-hmm. So you, um, he probably follows Al Blades, I would think, on Twitter, think, on social media, think. right? So why wouldn't he just let the kid put it out first because then he's not then, then it doesn't come from him he's not right. getting the scoop no the i understand yeah and and i i had a few glasses of wine i believe the other night and i i jumped on the obb account and said some things that i 1000 percent support the next morning when i was sober yep. like Good. stop having to be the first one at, like i just don't understand this thing like you're not this isn't the sun sentinel Miami Herald where like people are getting the paper in the morning and you got to be the one to get the breaking news. There's no fucking breaking news. It's never breaking news anymore, right? Everybody has it. Everybody's got the story. No, you're never first and you're not last either. So just have some tact with this and do it properly. In well, my you know could have done Barry could have been, the first reporter, he could have waited for Al to drop it, know that knowing that it was coming, had it all pre-typed out. He could have been the first reporter to sure. drop the Al Blades news. Okay, but that wasn't good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good and enough. And also, my other thing is, why do you feel the need that you have to put that out? Why? How about the school say, hey, you know what, Barry, uh, Al's going to make this announcement on his own. We're good. We don't. We don't. We don't need the press to help us out with this one. We don't need you, cause, you know, we, we don't because we don't need it you. Circulate yeah. instantly. I mean, I don't know why you would feel the need that you need to get into this kid's business like that. Oh, because it's your job. Oh, just that's such a cop out. Miss, I don't, yeah, not miss a fan. me with the whole job. Not a fan. Thing. Like, yeah. stop. It's that. It's stop. A, it's your job simply to just give people information. That's what yeah. your job it's is. It's your now. job that's, to go to practice and tell me what happens. That's your job. Tell okay. me what happens at practice. Who are they negotiating with, with for coaching staff stuff like that? Yeah, I don't need you to. Al Blades can tell me if he's got a medical issue that he's going to have to sit out the rest of the year. He can tell me that. That's oh, good. That's gross. The whole thing's gross. Oh, the whole thing's I, gross. I think this, Roe was referring to then what happened at, after that. Yeah, I'll just I'll touch on that. But I'll just put <laughs> oh, a bow like, on that whole uh, Barry Jackson. That whole Barry Jackson thing reeked of like Matty Porter constantly like coming out with the injury reports. I'm like, is this like not a HIPAA violation? Aren't they supposed to be protected? Apparently not. And you could go ahead and just totally out their medical conditions. And I guess the reporters have the ability to do so. So that's always confusing. But, yeah, in terms of the podcast, well, you know, for those who don't know and live under a rock, there's like 50 Miami Hurricane podcasts. But none of them are number one in the Dominican Republic like us. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> but, but one of them caught some heat and some fire when they basically said, well, Al Blades, I guess, catches COVID better than he catches wide receivers. And, you know, rightfully well, you so. Well, he said that Barry Jackson covers the team better than Al Blades covers receivers. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. uh, you know, and to which my response was, I was like, listen, in almost any, everything in life, there's a joke, right? Mm-hmm. There's a joke. Yep. But you don't always have to say them out loud with your life. No. No, you don't. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to uh, be back with Chris Fowler right after this. Want some extra Orange Bowl boys? Then join Club OBB and become a premium member. Enjoy the exclusive Club OBB podcast every week. Get reserved seating for live events. Get access to the private Discord chat. Plus watch live streams of episodes as they record. Join now by going to patreon.com slash orangebowlboys. 
Club OBB, no Gators or Seminoles allowed. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Toast. And since the beginning, the good folks at Ed Morse have been backing the Orange Bowl boys. And it's especially cool at this time of the holiday season because, of course, they've got awesome deals over there. You want to buy your wife or your girlfriend or your kid a brand new car? edmorse.com is the place multiple dealerships around here but if you don't want to deal with human contact because of covid not a problem edmorse.com you can do the entire thing and it can be contactless yes which is beautiful additionally right now edmorse.com is doing their virtual toy drive and it's totally contactless all you got to do is go to venmo and at edmorse auto make your customer donation and they will proudly donate every single dollar raised to the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. It is that thing that kind of warms the holiday spirit, and we thank you. We're proud to be partners with the good folks at Ed Morse. And if you want a new car, you know where to go, edmorse.com. All right, guys, uh, making his second appearance with the Orange Bowl boys and calling the game this weekend at the Hard Rock. It is local guy, our favorite, Mr. ESPN. Chris Fowler is back. <laughs> Yo! Hey now, Chris, before we get into the game, let me just say, um, I hope you were able to enjoy, uh, listen, for husbands all over South Florida, the last two mornings have been fun because I kind of think of it as like one of those wildlife things where uh, the the uh, housewife is looking for her scarf, looking for her her her, her warmest hat, for her for her leatherest boots as they dig through the closet looking for everything. Of the last couple mornings, like oh, it's just fun to watch for me, man. It's fun to watch. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. It's like we're used to. We came from north where you got to eat outside, uh, and you come down here. The guy's no problem eat outside. It's actually a couple. Well, nice. Break. I don't know if we want to go eat outside. It might, it might be Uber Eats tonight because you know, it's down to 51 degrees, you know? Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, it's the truth, though. It's the mm-hmm. truth. We got it. We have our hoodies and we got everything else. And, and yeah. but uh, yeah, that's one of those weather. You can't beat this weather. All right. So elephant elephant in the room. Do a day game in the sunshine. I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. We don't we don't do that many day games and this is a week when we were we were all over the place guys we there was a chance we were going to go to the Gainesville that mm-hmm. game for a while then it was maybe Fayetteville but but that's a noon game so that didn't work then it was Morgantown another one of those really hard to get to places <laughs> where a bit in freezing because Oklahoma mm-hmm. was coming in but they don't really need to win that game and, and the Mountaineers looked dead on arrival last week so we thought now nah, we're not going there then it was maybe all the way out to Pasadena. For the Bruins and the Trojans in an empty house, but that kind of feels a little exhibitiony, you know. Mm-hmm. The whole Pac-12 struggled this year, and so we—I've been—I've pushed a little bit for this gently, but here we are, land, landing in uh, <laughs> Hard Rock. You, I can drive to it. Life this would be a really fun game too. And you get the first half during the day and the second half at night. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. and no traffic either. Getting out of there, which is something I'm getting used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the last minutes. time we had Chris on, uh, well, we've lost. We didn't do so well, sir. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> but how have you seen the Miami Hurricanes either adapt and morph since that Clemson game? Well, I mean, I think that was that was a reality check. That just one of those nights they they just weren't quite ready for it. Um, but I think that it, it's to your great credit though when you go back to work and you and you win the tough games as you, as you guys know man there's been suspense every game is like right down to it you're looking at how how little time like perry has played and you, you just the starters are in there a lot because every game is dramatic 
And the fact that they've come through those games and Derek's twice produced magic, it's a whole different season, right? If you don't come from double digits down in the fourth quarter twice, twice, you don't have that Virginia Tech game. I mean, the whole complexion, the whole climate is different. So you know that you're a few plays away from having a season that people would be mad about, but you made the plays, and now it's a great season. I think if you, you can get the win, you go to the Orange Bowl, that's a big deal. Just talking to the Miami players, you know, you have to ask these days, hey, a bowl game? Are you guys hyped to play? Are you, are you not hyped to play? If it's a game like the Orange Bowl, I think you'd have a, re- a very good chance that the, the core of guys would, would want to show up and be enthusiastic about it. A lesser bowl game? Eh, I don't know. I think you're going to see that around the country. A lot of guys will opt out of bowl games just because the experience of going to a bowl game is nil. There's no bowl experience. It's, a, it's like another road game. Right. But I think there's a lot in the line. And Carolina hasn't been to a game as big as the Orange Bowl no kidding here, since Charlie Choo Choo Justice was like the star of the team in the late 40s. You guys are probably not yeah. old enough to remember. You've heard of that name maybe. But he, you know, he, he, that's been a long, hell of a long time for Carolina. And so they feel like there's a lot at stake for them and that, that everybody's presuming Miami's going to win and right, kind of writing Carolina mm-hmm. off. So it's a no-pressure kind of game for them. And we'll see how it plays out. But, but uh, I think there's a lot in the line. Fun game. Mathematically, they still have off. a chance? Yeah. Kane fans aren't writing this off. No, are you kidding? <laughs> well, no, I mean, if if Clemson and Notre Dame both go into the uh, right. yeah. both playoffs, then the Orange Bowl could choose another ACC team. If Carolina beat Miami, you could make mm-hmm. a good case. They would, they would take them. But, I mean, that's that's the Tar Heels thinking anyway. Uh, Chris, you, br- you brought up the Clemson game, and, you know, a lot of Kane fans are, were a bit upset with the college football playoff rankings and how a couple of two-loss teams were in front. My attitude was, listen – uh, the Kane schedule didn't turn out to be as good as we thought it was going to be preseason. FSU was down. Louisville was down. And then the one game where we did go to Clemson and play number one really didn't show up. I mean, it, it was 14-3 quick, that first uh, offsize on fourth and five with Roche. It just yeah. was a snowball. It, it, it wasn't a close competitive game. And that's what I'm thinking. The, the committee is saying, listen, you've played one ranked team, and it wasn't close. They might be number one, but it wasn't close. So kind of think the 10 kind of where we belong, maybe even a little bit lower. Yeah, I think also the, the, we talked about the closest of the games. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, not, not all wins are equal. It's are you in control of the game? Are you dominating? Are you looking like a top 10 team? I think we said before, I was a little suspect about the top 10 ranking in the first place. I mean, I, I don't think the rankings mean a whole lot this year. I'm really glad I'm not voting in the AP poll. I gave that up uh, a while ago after voting forever. And I just I just think it's a, it's a tough task to rank teams this year. Just, you just don't have a lot of common ground. Um, a lot of solid wins. But I don't know if there's a signature win. I think the Canes have a chance to really punctuate it by beating a team that hung with Notre Dame right down to a one-score game a couple minutes ago. They got outplayed in the second half, but they were right there with the Irish. So you you get a chance to to look good against them. I think it would be as impressive as anything Miami has done overall. Yeah, you touched on something a couple minutes ago, which was De'Aaron King making a couple special plays to beat Vatek and and, um, and to beat – NC State, you know, both in the fourth quarter. And we run into this question all the time, which is the the uh, kind of the devil's advocate. Well, you know, because Miami can't have nice things, right? We've been used to this for many, many years. And they say, well, what if Derek King, what if he wasn't our quarterback? And and our thought process is like, why, why do you consistent, like you go, you get the best players, you recruit the best players, you have the best players. That's the whole point. Just because he may not have been your quarterback, you wouldn't have won those games potentially. But that's the, that's kind of the mentality that we deal with down here. 
I'm not sure I get it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. I just want to bring it, it up. <laughs> this is the offense that he chose to play for. You know, he was excited about it. He's come down here along with, I mean, I've said this before, Miami worked the free agent market spectacularly mm-hmm. better than anybody in the country. You can't forget about Borregales. He's been a part of this too, as long as, as well as, I mean, Phillips is a monster. I mean, he, everybody you talk to, I mean, Jalen Phillips is having as good a year as just about any defensive player out there. I've seen mock drafts. He's going, what, as high as five or six? Mm-hmm. five yesterday. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, insane. CBS one, I don't know how good that mock draft is, but uh, the others will not be that different. I mean, he's he's having that kind of a, a season. I think he's excited to finish really strong and, and cement that status as a, as a guy who's going to go that early. So, you know, those guys are all on Miami's team. So why worry about what if they weren't there? I mean, what if I just Trevor- want you to validate our, our opinions. <laughs> yes, thank you. What Ian yeah. Book goes to Washington State where he was committed, doesn't go to Notre Dame. I mean, what's the point in thinking like that? Yeah, I agree. We agree. Yeah. We agree. You hate yourself. You, have, you know, look, you got to look at, okay, it's been a really good year, fell flat in the one game, a chance to really finish strong, but those are not multi-year guys. All right. So that's a fair comment that you have to build with a foundation of guys who are um, going to be in the program from freshman year on. And that's how you get the consistent, consistent level you're looking for. But you don't like we win the division one year, lose to Clemson and then fall away. Come back. Have a, have you certainly a season this year that is worthy of winning the division had Notre Dame not been in there and it had been the normal format. I mean, you maybe would have had a, a chance to play for a conference championship. Certainly would have had a chance. So, but the, but the what ifs about this year? What the hell is the point in that? I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you have parrots in your backyard over there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? Parrots get. I don't know. This time of day, I don't know. I don't know about wild parrots, but they get pissed off or excited. I, I can't interpret the the, the nature <laughs> the, the, the the squawking. But damn, they on a noise like the green are they green ones? Yeah, Quaker parrots. That's what they are. They're all they're all over the yard. I think I think that I think the neighbors feed them, which is a <laughs> problem. <laughs> that you get, well, you you guys know, but I mean, yep. you get the South Florida soundtrack out here. It is. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Nothing it's perfect. Better. Chris, you mentioned uh, Jalen Phillips, and a few weeks ago, I made a comment on the podcast just just as a joke. I was like, "Man, dude, it's funny how Jalen Phillips is going to go before Gregory Rousseau." Oh my God! It's like it's actually. It looks like it's it actually going to happen. It could happen. Yeah, it's not no, a wise sit out. That was like listed as the number one edge rush guy. When he yeah, play, he'll go real high. It may be a situation where you know one team likes a guy versus another guy, but you know, and then Roche will go up there too. I mean, I, I don't not that high, but um, it's it's incredible that that uh, you have three guys who again could have been on the, the roster at the same time. Yep. So obviously North Carolina is coming in with like the most potent offense in the ACC in terms of total yards. They're second in points. Notre Dame, Chris, I thought Notre Dame did a really good job second half, but where I thought they excelled, they had six sacks on on Sam Howell. Like, is that going to also be a key, you think, for the University of Miami Hurricanes to kind of control him and kind of put the pressure with the front four? We just mentioned a couple names. You got Phillips. You got Roche opposite of that. You know where you find Howell. He didn't leave the pocket much, so he's going to be a stationary target. How soon can he get the ball out? They know the Canes pass rush. Is fierce. They they know their offensive line, which just couldn't couldn't generate anything against Notre Dame in the second half. That's the problem. The playmakers aren't the problem. It wasn't how they just didn't hold up up front. And it's an offensive line at Carolina. They're all back next year. 
they're not particularly distinguished group, and they know they're going to have some matchup problems, not just on the edge, but perhaps inside against the Canes, too. So, uh, you know, they're, they're backs. Carter and Williams are exceptional after contact. they got to get them to the ground. Like the Canes, I think, will, will swarm the line of scrimmage, and then they'll get them, you know, hands on them, but they got to get them to the ground. Howell is, is a very smart, cerebral guy. He's hard to fool, but he's not a particularly throw-on-the-run kind of guy. He, he's not a huge scrambler. He's going to be in the pocket, and I think if you can use sound technique and, and keep him in there, um, you got a chance to really to, to, to dominate their offensive line. Uh, and six sacks does speak for itself. Notre Dame's front was so physical. Carolina may have learned some lessons. They came out of that game thinking, wow, we have not seen a front like that. That was big boy football for them. Can they be better Saturday? They hope so, but we'll see. I mean, I think, I think you'd expect Manny and, and Baker to, to have a plan that would disrupt them, try to create. They're not, they're not a team that turns it over a lot. But but I think that Miami has a knack for being able to to create the negative plays, the tackles for loss. Like you guys know, the sack numbers are misleading. Like you can't judge Miami's defense by the sack numbers because not not especially spectacular. But the way that they hit, get guys in the backfield and influence the passer, pressure mm-hmm. the quarterback. I think it's more the that, pressure. That, yeah. So Chris, how how about you know we 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 talk about all this football stuff, but you have a uh, a fledgling new podcast, right? That you started not too long ago. I do. Can you tell us about that? Because I've listened to a little bit of it, to be honest with you, and it's it's awesome. It's introspective. Uh, it's it's life stuff more than just sports. It's very cool. Yeah. Well, this week we do have Jay Billis on. And Jay Billis wrote a book called Toughness, and I think he's as good an analyst as there is in any sport. And and the other guest on this week is uh, the Black Widow of Pool. Have you ever heard of Jeanette Lee? Oh yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. She's an incredible story. She she got two steel rods in her in her back from youth. I mean, she, she's in constant everyday pan. So the, the episode's called True Grit. And I think these two guests offer a lot of a lot of tools, a lot of ideas about what toughness is, mainly mental toughness and what they've learned, what Jay learned from Steve Kerr and from Krzyzewski and different guys that he played with. And then from people from all walks of life, cancer patients and so on. And, and it's really interesting to hear sort of their thoughts on how to be tougher people. And Jeanette's example is unbelievable. She tells a couple of stories in the podcast. I, I swear to God, guys, I've been around sports for 30 years and, and heard guys and women talk about pain tolerance. And I've never heard a story like the one she tells. So thanks for bringing it up. I mean, it, it's not really a sports pod, but there's a lot of sports guests. we got Charles Barkley. The next episode, Sir Charles is going to talk about his golf game and stories from the 19th hole, you know, <laughs> you know playing, playing with Jordan, playing with different got, guys. Hey, he got rid of the, the hitch. is gone. He got it rid of the hitch, John, yes. you know. I had I had my worst ever golf experience was with Charles at, at the Jimmy V event when I choked. I choked unbelievably. It was a humiliating experience because he brought his entire large gallery over to watch me tee off. And I hit the ugliest closed club face skull. I tell the story in the podcast. It was unbelievable. So, um, yeah, it's fun. It, it's really nice to talk to smart people that, that tell stories really well. And it's a break from my day job. So, yeah, we've, we've had about eight or nine episodes out there. We, we put out one every couple of weeks and I appreciate you bringing it up. It, it's it's really different from from broadcasting. I'm finding out, you know, you, this world, you're doing this. It's more of just a casual conversation and, and less of an interview. So I'm still trying to figure out the best <laughs> best way. But we, we've got episodes on music and fitness. Des Howard is, is on talking about his his fitness regimen. And different stuff like that. So I I, I, uh, I think people will enjoy it if they find it. 
Yeah, I, I, and that's why we want to bring it up. That's a lot of what we do. We don't just delve into sports the entire time. We like to talk about nonsense and, you know, elevator stories in Miami and, you know, that all that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. Oh my, right. Hey, you're, the one that put, you're the one that put it out there. Well, I mean, I, did. I, I thought that I, I do try to document hashtag because Miami. Yeah. yeah. Don't spend yeah. time down here. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm at a parking garage elevator at a supermarket down here in the beach. And my wife and I are there, and the door is closing. They did reaches out his arm. He's going to hold the elevator for us, which you know not everybody's doing these days. And mm-hmm. and you know he had a mask on, but we said no. Nah, it was just back close. Ah, that's okay. We'll, we'll we'll get the next one. Don't worry about it. And he he, he says to us as the door is closing, you know, I've been with a lot of prostitutes, and I've never had COVID. So that was that was that you know he was sharing he was in a, he was in a sharing mood he shared that tidbit with us he's, it's too much sharing he's a, a uh, it's a yeah. lot too much oh. sharing oh, he's an open type of guy they just say congratulations as it oh. but yeah we took the next elevator wow. and I, then we mm-hmm. get down to the uh, supermarket like I'm like where is this dude where is, <laughs> where is the guy who's been with hookers and but stayed clean I mean I don't know. Okay. So, well, you didn't have COVID. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about well, the other stuff. Yeah. How sick was he? COVID. He didn't go down right. the checklist of yes. potential. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> but you put you put something like that on Instagram and like, you know, people just laugh. And then the people who, who know down here go, yep, I can believe every bit of that. 100%. Absolutely. In Florida, it doesn't matter where you're at. No. Nope. Nothing can shock you. And no. that's the type of stuff we love here. Not necessarily that. But stuff outside of sports is what we love hearing about. And, and that's why I think that your pod is 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 awesome because it's it's giving you different stories and and uh we need that we need more of that my opinion i like to parallel though because he's like his episodes called true grit and i think a couple episodes we had backdoor cinderella so you can kind of see (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying i i don't i don't think the parallel hey i'm not I'm not judging there 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 is bandwidth for every kind of podcast we do some oh no 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 we're talking about the college playoffs. You know, some people just backdoor. They end up becoming backdoor Cinderella's. That was really the reference. It was rather benign. Get the reference. I didn't understand the reference, so I yeah. that, thank you for clearing that up. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, Chris, listen, we've as Kane fans, we uh, uh, it's, it's been considering 12 months ago we lost to FIU, and it was just such a horrible place we were. So now we're sitting there. I mean, UNC, and then a bowl game. Um, They've cleared every hurdle we had, you know, like they always lost coming out of bye weeks. That's they, they, they've gotten through that. There was those, those couple games where we agreed that over the last 10 years, we'd lose them every single time. And, and we did. We found a way to win in the fourth quarter. What would you give Manny for a grade thus far with two games left? Yeah, I don't like to grade before the season's over okay. because I think it's really important that you talk about the things they've overcome mm-hmm. collapsing in December. And not showing up late in the season is something they need to overcome, too. So I'm very curious to see. I think the grade is pending. I think it's a high grade so far, given everything he has to put up with. And yep. all. He, first of all, you know, he himself getting it, coming through that as a coach isn't easy. Let's not forget that chapter. Um, they basically managed it okay, I think. And I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'd say a, a minus grade. You can't give, a, you can't give an A plus grade. No. Thompson game. But I think I think it's pending because I think you want to see him finish strong and you want to see him play a bowl game. You want the culture of the program to buy in right to the end, guys. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm hopeful those things happen. And I think if you if they do a solid A grade, I think for this team for sure, and maybe even an A plus because I didn't expect him to win at Clemson anyway. Right. Right. 
they got past the they got past the bye week blues, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the things that. So the December blues is certainly uh, on the right November December. So I think yeah, a hundred percent with that. I didn't really think about that. The close game. Those those are two big things. The bye the bye week blues is a direct reflection, or at least the perception is it's a direct reflection on preparation from the staff, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't want a bad buy record because what are you doing the extra time and what, what, what's going on? Why, why is that a negative? And, and then the, the close game thing is another thing that, that goes to game management and just being able to push the right buttons. I think what's cool is, you, you know, a lot of that is king. So it's Rhett Lashley calling plays at the end of games that Eric told me he's very comfortable with. They keep it very, I wouldn't say simple, but you know what I'm saying? They, sure. They don't get it overcomplicated when in crunch time because they want they want him to be able to be instinctive and be free and just do his thing. And the other receivers and playmakers react in that same way. And it works well. Now, it doesn't mean that it's been fixed permanently because, you know, number one, sadly, won't be around. Is that for sure? I was I, that was my next question. You, you tell me, is it for sure? You, I, I didn't I actually. May, maybe he will come back, but I don't know. I mean, I think not, it seems like that many guys do that have a chance. Chris, the only thing that changed was actually yesterday. He just said, "Hey, it wouldn't be." He made a comment essentially saying, "It's not that bad of a thing if I come back next year." So he publicly put it on one of his social media. Coach speak. Coach speak. Yeah. Huh? You know, <laughs> that, that's All a little right. short of. I'm looking forward. I will be back. But um, you know, I I think it's cool. I think he's had a great time. I think I think uh, I mean, it'd be wonderful. I mean, I I I guess I shouldn't make that assumption. We just kind of do make the assumption. Of course. These days the sport but um if he was if he was two and done and not one and done that'd be awesome for for the canes and and and, and the sport itself especially alabama's coming into town first game next year so <laughs> <I> gotta, <laughs> gotta go there i gotta go there bro thank you brother that's nice well, maybe, maybe nick won't be there not that it'll yeah, matter right but you know yeah chris yeah. so quite like I'm sure that uh, during the preseason, getting ready for the season, during all the production meetings, you and Kirk were probably, you know, in the in the producers were probably thinking to yourself, God, I mean, did you think there'd be a chance you'd still be calling games in December? Did you think that this whole thing was going to get scrapped before this? I mean, I'm, I'm impressed we made it this far. I really am. I thought once the season started, they'd, they'd be able to get through it. Okay. I, I didn't believe it would shut down because I think once you once you make that commitment, I I didn't. I wasn't sure we'd be having 15 to 17 games canceled every every weekend. I, I will say this: you know, it, it hasn't been without scars. I mean, I, you you look at the Big Ten, where Ohio State and Michigan are not playing for the first time since 1917. They're not playing a game because of Michigan's COVID problems. You look at the fact that in the Big Ten, which one of those leagues that started late and had no margin for error, 12 out of the 14 teams didn't play their full complement mm-hmm. of games. Only two played the eight games they're supposed to play. The Pac-12 fell apart um I, I mean it wasn't like you know the sport sailed through and i think right. what, oh no yeah what happened on the field i mean miami's played some of the most uh, entertaining games the acc there's been a bigger body of games played and a lot of close games the sec has not look, yeah. look at the, look at the gators games look at alabama's games i mean the gators played one really dramatic game at a&m lost it but their rivalry games are terrible bama's trucking everybody I went down the list of, of rivalry games this year that have produced classics where th- th- that, that chapter is going to be remembered by both fan bases. Very few. OU Texas, the Red River game was great. Mm-hmm. The Oregon-Oregon State game, the Civil yep. War game, great. The Egg Bowl, Ole Miss-Mississippi State. But I'm, I'm picking like a handful out of all the rivalry games that are the backbone of this sport, right? 
I mean, look at the FSU game. I mean, there oh. wasn't. It, it, it just wasn't a, a, the number of games, and that's that was what I think you could always count on in college football would be whatever the point spread was. You'd have those rivalry games that would just produce. So we'll see what we get. Army Navy. One one cool thing. I don't even know if, if anybody listening to this is it's on their radar, but like Army Navy are playing at West Point. For me, as a fan of that rivalry who loves the tradition, that's really cool. Like, like the fact they haven't played on an academy since 1943. So again, I don't want to bore your audience, but Army Navy at Mikey Stadium with only the cadets and midshipmen. To that's me, that's cool. really cool. That's and super that's, cool. Yes, that's absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They've been 2020. There haven't been very many. Yeah. So. If you had to recommend your favorite tequila, what is it? You know, it's like choosing between your children. I don't think so. It's easy. Quite like that. It's easy. I, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to hurt the feelings of any of my brands. <laughs> Are you, no, I, it, I mean, there's different, there's different, I love mezcal too. So there's different, mm-hmm. there's different. Wow. Different beverages for different situations. There's Are you a sipping uh, tequila guy? I mean, Blanco. I, mean I, I will say this, that like it's, there's some hideously overpriced tequilas, but if money's no object for any mm-hmm. people down here in South Florida, like the Costa Dragona sipping tequila, which is overpriced obscenely, but very, very good. Like room temperature, not, no ice, just delicious. Okay. Um, they have other lower, lower level, but the sipping tequila is out of control. And that there's others too. I, I'm not. I'm really not that picky. I, I do love a, a small batch mezcal. But it's a cold, chilly, chilly afternoon. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a cold <laughs> evening. So you got the mezcal area. But I'm I'm not I'm not that really picky. Uh, a lot of uh, top shelf silver brands that everybody knows. I mean, yep. we're not we're we're kind of like uh, we're not really brand loyal. Because I'm not that. I, I I just I like a lot of different. I think they all have different flavors. I could mm-hmm. really bore you with the difference between. Patron, Don Julio, and Casamigos, but there there are distinct differences if you like all of them. But but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take have, sides. Have you had um have you had the rocks, Terramana? Yes, I have. Yeah. I, I haven't I, had it yet. I, I approve of that. And I the, the the Patron limited edition is really nice too. The but Patron Rocco. So yeah, I, I I do. I mean, like I said, there's so many brands. Every, every time you turn around, some some new celebrities putting out a tequila brand. I think it's great. That's the only thing we drink in the house. So I have bottles and bottles and bottles everywhere in here. So. I know, I know it's and, not just because of the calories. See, that that's what people have discovered. I, I've put more people on a tequila. Herb Street's a big tequila guy. A lot of our group is because I told them, you know, it's about a third of the calories of drinking it's bourbon. Or, it's uh, true. Wine. It's, so, the, and, it's the only alcohol that's an actual upper as opposed to a downer. We, we could be doing do it. Maybe I'll do an entire podcast episode on tequila. Let's that do that. You should. Absolutely. Yes. I'd be, ha- I, I'd be happy to I'll join. Listen to that. <laughs> it'll, it'll have to be. It'll have to be like a, a visual one though, because you have to, we have to like toast and all that stuff. So. Yeah, well, well, that, we got that, toast yeah. with us. That's easy. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. That, that, that podcast has to be recorded in like a uh, a dark wooded room with leather chairs <laughs> and like five guys and microphones. Yeah, you can absolutely. go down to the uh, the yeah. foundry, right? The foundry, yeah. right, right down there. They've got all those back rooms. And you ever been back there? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, like there's all these back rooms and stuff. Are there where, uh, with back rooms these days? It's it's very cool. <laughs> well, this was, it was a few years ago before they right. locked everything down. You know, they closed well, that place for a couple of years, I think, or a year what, and a half to remodel the, the forge. Whole the forge. That's what yeah, I mean, no, the actually, the forge just auctioned off all their stuff uh, this week. They uh, did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but front of house, back of house, ovens, stoves, everything has been auctioned off. Yes. Oh. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a dope place, man. It had some yeah, really so cool, dope. really well, cool and, stuff. And the, uh, the guy that owns it, his girlfriend, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Noir, was on Burn Notice. It was filmed down in Miami for like a decade. Oh, that was a good show. Yeah, it was a good I like show. I Burn Notice. That, yeah, was, lot, that, that was good down, down here. A lot of, a lot of good bars are yeah. biting dust, you know. I'm going like to be down there this weekend. Like tobacco Road here. So I, I, I oh, did Tobacco Road. Morning went to Tobacco Road closed. And then the local place down here, Purdy Lounge, which was a really late, yep. late license place interesting crowd but that 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 shuttered i mean a lot you ever of go places. to gramps yep in winwood yep. gramps is great so it's one of the few ones left cool. well listen chris yeah i know you've had a busy ass day <laughs> and uh we know that uh we want to thank you very much for giving you, us a, a handful of minutes right, right into cocktail hour with this talk so i think i'm gonna have to I, yeah right <laughs> hey you know what it's uh i'm gonna do it's my birthday today thank you for coming oh, there we go. happy birthday i'm gonna happy go inside birthday. and have myself a big glass full there you Salute. go. Happy birthday. I'll, I'll, I'll raise a glass to you. So Very good. Nice. Listen, yeah. Chris, uh, give our best to Kirk. Best of luck this weekend at the game. And if we don't talk to you again uh, this year, enjoy the offseason. Enjoy South Florida. And uh, we'll see you in 2021. Hope it's a fun I Hope it's another one of those uh, fourth quarter things where we, 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 we are overdue for one of those classics decided in the final series. So I'm, yes. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we'll get it. Very see good. You, Chris Fowler, everybody. Cheers. Thank you, brother. Good Thank stuff. Thank you, sir. Oh. So good. Love it. <laughs> Just what else are we gonna talk about? Um, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> That's the equivalent of shooting your load. I mean, good lord, dude. he's just such a great guy. Oh my That's lord. I wanna why I want that's why I wanted to talk honestly, his his podcast is fantastic yeah. because it is it's a bunch of that. So he has he has his acquaintances and colleagues and, and people that he knows in the sports world um, and then out of the sports world but they're telling stories that are just different than talking sports and mm-hmm. that it's such a great listen because because it's that because it's talking about tequila right that's right. Uh, i, I want to talk about stuff other than sports mm-hmm. i don't know man that's it's awesome <laughs> tequila all right so um do you want to do some picks i guess apparently i did pretty good last weekend according to simon Simon and Club OBB just posted in the chat that I went I got, four and one I, last week. Scoop went three and two, and Row went two uh, and three. Uh, 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 what do you need? I'm I'm gonna win this year probably again. <laughs> but boys, I'm I'm gonna Boy. lose. <sighs> yep. Oh yes! Oh, ho, 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 ho. she put down the clamp. <laughs> she did. She did. Like she she. I'm the other day, speechless. I am. Listen, you know what, Daniela? Oh, Daniela, you're welcome. Oh, yes, you're very welcome. We so prepped the other for day, this. I this came is, downstairs. This is amazing. Oh, this no. is legendary. We need the sunset. We need to get Barry Jackson on the phone. We need the Sentinel. We need I'm the Herald. Done. Oh, this I'm is the done. last episode. We are never doing an Orange Bowl episode again. This is it. This is let over. Clam, let me get clammy and, and power oh. through this. So let me tell you. So the other day, I come downstairs and she's snippy. Right. And she's not really like that. My, my wife is a, is a great person. One of the nicest people I've ever met on this planet. She is a and I'm like, I don't know what I've done, but I don't deserve this. <laughs> so the other night in bed, we're laying there. She's like, you know, the other day when I told you it wasn't you, it was definitely you. You want to know why? Because I'm always tired because in order for us not to have children, I'm forced to go ahead and take some medication that makes me tired. And I'm tired. I'm, I basically got the, I'm sick and tired. tired of being sick and tired. Of being sick, sick and tired. tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like literally at that moment, 
You know what was coming through my head? I just can't see the needle. I just need the sheet over here. I don't want to see it. Just just let me get that swift kick in the nuts first. All right. Be done with it. And then next thing you know, I'll move on. And and, and that's that. All right. So and that's literally what she wants for Christmas. Let's deal with uh, let's deal with this now seriously. So because we're going to need to be recording an episode in the waiting room. Okay. Like Scoop and I will be in the waiting room while you get wheeled back. We'll be with microphones in hand. We'll be talking about it, oh and then God. you'll when, come back. When, when is this? And we'll have a we'll have a cooler with a big bag of frozen peas in there for you, and we'll hand it to you, and you just place it right on your boy. And that's the episode's name right yeah. now. We're pre we're pre taping this ahead of time. <laughs> pre foreshadowing this. Frozen peas. That's oh, it. Frozen peas. Absolutely. The, the, oh, this is day, spectacular. Yes. Oh, yes. you finally crumbled. We knew that she would get it sooner or later. She got me, boys. She got nice. me. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I, yeah. Oh, that made my day. Okay. Made my day. Yeah, it didn't make mine, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. This is amazing. So good. I was spectacular. Wait until I tell Jen. Oh, my God. She's going to be so happy for Daniel. <laughs> well, your little cat Frank is snipped too, right? That's part of it. That's oh, my right? God, Frank. Oh, good God, dude. This cat. <laughs> son of a bitch. Frank, Frank. I got wounds all over me. Little maniac just frigging 4.30 in the morning jumping on my face because he wants to start playing. I know you're going to wake up soon. Just jumping on my face. Just unbelievable. This frigging cat. This cat. All right, let's do some picks. Let's uh, go. I have pulled up week week 15. Is that where we're at? I'm, 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 I'm. I'm at a loss. I can't even focus. Yeah, no, this is the right loss. one. All right. So let's see. Uh, what, what what games do we want to do here? Oh, my Lord. We've got – all right. Well, you know what? We've got uh, Illinois. Oh, hey, Stella. Is Mama home? Oh, here you go. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> Illinois taking on Northwestern. Obviously, Northwestern has a lot on the line because if they win this game, they're in the Big Ten Championship taking on, uh, taking on Ohio State. The line is Northwestern's given 14. 14. Okay. What? It's me, right? Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern. Yeah, Rose first, then Scoop, then me. I can just tank all of this. What does it even matter? It doesn't matter matter to me anymore. No. I don't know why we're doing this. What's the line? Uh, 14. Who's playing? Who's playing? Northwestern Uh, Illinois. Illinois at Northwestern. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, They they got a lot on the line. Give me Northwestern. They're going to end up facing Ohio State in their fourth ever regular season game uh, in in order to play playoffs. I don't don't know why we're doing the picks anymore with that. I don't know. It's all pointless now. All right. Getting snipped. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Northwestern. There's too much on the line. Pat Fitzgerald, his his boys will be ready, ready to play. Absolutely. 14 points. They win this in by like 20. Gotcha. I don't know. I honestly think that doing the pickems now is uh um overshadows the fact that Rose getting snipped and I don't want to do them. I'm boycotting. You're boycotting. All right, well, then I'll tell you what. Let's just do one pick. Let's just do one pick then. Okay. Number 17, North Carolina is coming to the Hard Rock Stadium. Hold on a second. Did everyone who's listening to this show, which there's thousands of you. Oh, my God. Everyone who's listening to this show, I'm not sure if you quite understand the significance of what just happened. Not Fowler. He was great. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> but what Rose just announced on this show is epic <laughs> this is like titanium type stuff here this is this is we've been trying to get him to do this for years years his wife's years. been trying to get him to do this for years years we've told him that 
that uh, uh, latex would, you know, you know, call, you know, give him warts and stuff, you know, all sorts of. We've come up with everything we possibly could. We knew One eventually it was be up to her. We knew eventually it was going to be up to her. For her to admit, right? No, it, it was you. I was like, well, I know it's not me. I, I didn't do anything wrong here. She's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, 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 yeah. You did. Like yeah, you did. Like a week later. Your selfishness. Your selfishness. <laughs> a week later. She's like, I'm just always tired, mm-hmm. and it's your fault. And I'm yeah. like, and at that point, it just became real. I'm like, I can't, I can't keep doing that to her. You no. know, it, it's you should like, be ashamed. You've been you doing should it for be this ashamed. Long. You should. That it's been years. So I'm going out of town. I'm, I'm definitely not doing this before I go out of town. Uh, I'm going out of town, and then when I get back, <laughs> we're gonna have to find a day. It, this is probably gonna be some off-season banter, but uh, yeah, legit, I, we are legitimately going to uh, oh, bring yeah, the mobile no, device. Yeah. We can yeah. do. We just do it live. We just do it live, exactly. Do it live. Yeah, we'll do it live when we're streaming on our phones. Oh my god, this is. Crazy. Are you kidding me? Will they let okay. us in if we gown up. Will they let oh, us oh, in, dude. My niece, my niece <laughs> is a registered nurse. Can she be in the room? Can she be the nurse for this procedure? Can I have a fluffer first? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm okay, but I'm gonna be cold in that room. <laughs> yeah, it is cold too. It is, you know, that hey. needle's that needle's cold too. Yeah. I'm not gonna see it. I'm no, not. You don't have to see it. see it. You feel it. I I nah, I, I understand. Talking right out of it. Watch. Yeah, no, no, I I, no, I understand it's gonna hurt. I just don't want to see it. I'm gonna vomit. Right now on this mm-hmm. show, if I think about it any further and seeing it and seeing that whole transpire, now let me ask you a question. I just need to get past that point because I know once that happens, once that happens, you know it's clear sailing until I'm done. Are and you going to? Uh, are you going to bank some beforehand just in case? Like a couple oh, years no. from now, there's a there's a revisit. No, God, well, yeah, no. that 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 was always my biggest fear. I remember the Braxton Berrios uh, episode when he was talking about his dad and his little Berrios, you know, Jeez. and just saying, you know, God forbid anything ever happened, and to have other kids, and that was always honestly, in, in being all serious, that was always the fear of another thing. I I don't like needles, that's true, but I'm like, God forbid, man, my biggest fear in the world in life is outliving my kids, right? I don't want that to happen. Oh, God, no, yeah, sure. And then I was just like, you don't know what life's going to happen, but it it was just Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm just so used to them. I keep well up just thinking about my kids, my boy and my girl, and I I was like, God forbid, I just, I I would have to make another one, and and it was always just this weird thought battle that went into my head, but, you know, at this point, yeah, like I said, I just, I, you know, she, she wins. She went. I can't I can't continuously do that to her. She's she's tired. I can't do it. I love the fact that you just admitted that anytime I bring up, uh, you know, ejaculating in a cup, you think of Braxton Berrios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His berries. Good. It's good. It's good. That's good. His little Berrios. Yeah, there you go. Look, you're, you're, getting, you're getting older to put this is a true story. He calls me this morning and he says, I know what today is. Today's your birthday. Happy birthday. And I said, thanks. He goes, 44? I said, no. He said, 40, yeah, 43. And I was like, no. <laughs> he goes, 45? What the fuck? <laughs> that was just legit. That was like a real type of, that was holy quote. shit, what? That was quote. That's exactly what I said. It's exactly what he said. And I was cracking up. Steph's like, what happened? And I was like, Frank is legitimately not happy with the fact that I'm turning 45 today. Yeah. I know. Weird. Weird, bro. You know, we're, we're, we're pushing like almost three decades now of being friends. You know, not, it's twice. I, I would say two. But that's young 40s, you know? This is getting there. Wolf is real. <laughs> Wolf. 
Woof. All right, boys. So, uh, we how do we feel this game's going to go this week? And let's get some uh, final predictions. Oh, this here. is a real, real life type Th- thing. This is, this, is the, this is the thing, dude. I know that was a real life thing. And this is listen. I think Fowler said it best. I mean, uh, Manny has a chance to end this season checking every single box with two more wins. And for me, yeah, that would be an A. I won't give him the A plus just because of the Clemson thing. But I mean, I never would have imagined us get, me giving him an A this season. This has gone better than I thought it would. And man, I just I have a feeling this team understands that. I think they're. I don't know if they're going to win this game. I know they're going to come out. And they're going to. They're going to perform. Yeah. What's the you know line? what? The line is Miami's given three. I did it and just jump up ESPN three and a half? FPI has it as a 50. Uh, well, Miami's 67% to win. Now, one thing I do want to disagree with, I mean, Fowler, he basically said, you know, North Carolina is thinking about the Orange Bowl. You got they, they got three losses. They have zero chance. I mean, no, they don't. No, no, it's about the ranking. I, I still don't see. I mean, if they yeah. beat us, I still don't think they're going to jump us. And, and listen, we're not losing to Georgia Tech particularly bad team um you know because then it would come in if Miami drops this game Miami doesn't necessarily need this game they don't I mean well they, they don't for the conference standings but they do for the Orange Bowl for the Orange Bowl I don't think they need it though Toast because they're going to take the best ACC team remaining correct mm-hmm. well here's the deal if Clemson and Notre Dame if one of those two knock each other out that's going to be the better team remaining. The only, you know, if Clemson drops down to two losses, then yes, then maybe you have, you have to play this game. I don't think it's going to happen. What I, the only way Miami gets in the orange bowl is if Notre Notre Dame Dame and Clemson are both in Clemson's going to beat Notre Dame and Notre Dame's going to find a way. If they can play it close, they got a good defense. Notre Dame's going to find a way to stay in the playoff. Now Miami has a driver's seat. If they don't, they're getting bounced. Right. right. You could you imagine that a one loss team? Not only did Notre Dame kick them out of the conference championship, they lost and they kicked them out of the Orange Bowl. Like that would be that would be horrendous. Yeah. Um, because re- realized we'd have the exact same record, but they beat Clemson, we didn't beat Clemson. So common opponent, they would sneak in and they would have the higher ranking, assumably. I, I but going back to this game, I think Miami wins. I I do. Uh, for the simple fact it's a special season, these kids seem to really enjoy playing for each other. Uh, I think it's at home. They're going to have the Miami Knights uniforms, even though half of it's going to be played during the day. Uh, they're going to wear these Miami Knights uniforms. I think they're going to come spirited. I think Sam Howell's going to have their attention. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think Vegas is picking, what, like 65 points toast, something like that? Yeah, 67 and a half. 67 and a half, and and I would I would bet it right around there. My final mm-hmm. score prediction is going to be 38 and 35. That's that's yeah. that's where I'm thinking to make Chris Fowler happy. Finally, come down to that Borgalis kick that we knew would come in handy one day this season, and it's going to be a, a signature win. It's going to be an annoying win. That's what I predicted. An annoying win because if Miami wins 38 to 35, we just get to hear for another week how bad Blake Baker sucks. And yeah, I. Uh... I, I kind of agree with everything you said there. I'm going to take Miami. I think the, they finished wrong. For the record, Miami six and three against the spread this year. Uh, Carolina four and six against the spread. Uh, I'm going to take Miami minus three. My final score. I had Miami going a little bit bigger. I think it's going to be. Uh, I'm going forty two thirty five. Okay. All right, Scooby. Wow. All right, the lines three. I got Miami. I got Miami covering by uno by a point. So I got them covering by, by a point, and I am going in a much different direction than two of you. 
Are you going low? Oh, I think this is a 24 to 20 ball game. Okay. Mm-hmm. All I right. Think Can- I think Canes win 24 20. Okay. There you go. <clears throat> the good news Listen, is, is Canes have played close. I mean, they yeah. they they're no stranger to close games this year. So mm-hmm. they they had the ver- they've come from behind. They've played with a big lead. They've blown teams out. They've played every which way in between. Right? They've had double digit wins. They've had huge blowouts. So I, I don't think Miami's going to get spooked this year. This isn't a thing where, you know, where you have a team where like, oh, they haven't played a game, you know, close yet, or they haven't played with a big. Miami's not going to get spooked. And I, I and honestly, if this game's on the road at night and Nate, and even though it's not the crowd, maybe I, I would be more apt to pick UNC, but not not this year, not this year. I think Miami knows what it has on the stake, and I think they're going to come out and pound them. How cool is uh, the Miami Knights cleats with the ingredients thing on the back of the uh, shoe? Oh. It has the national titles and all the little records. Oh, that's so cool. So I, cool. <laughs> I, I, I got to give, give your fourth and 20 cohort some love here, too, because one of the Gator fans saw that, and he's like, this is probably the dumbest thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen, right? Because he's a total Gator fan. And then Marsh immediately goes, dumber than these? Do you remember those, like, ugly lizard-ass the ones? Yeah, the, the, the alligator skin. Alligator yeah, oh, my God. Skin. I'm it's like, awful. kudos, bro. You're learning. Awful. You're learning. You're learning. Uh, for those of you that are curious, uh, yes, he is our little brother. Combined, he is our little brother, the little Marsh. Uh, yeah, if you listen, if you guys want to listen, I do a uh, a morning show slash podcast with him, six to eight a.m. every day, Monday through Friday, locally. Uh, if you don't want to listen live, you can just get the podcast, which is Fourth and Twenty with Toast and Marsh. That'd be awesome. And um, yeah, and and just FYI, there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be some OBB news in the coming weeks that you'll uh, want to be getting ready for. Yep. That's all I'm gonna say. We've been hinting that there's been stuff going on behind the scenes, and I have a feeling that stuff's going to be coming to a culmination in the next uh, number of days. <laughs> Six days from now. Big meeting, baby. Big meeting. So, yeah, anyways, yeah, so that's good, man. Uh, listen, great to Chris Fowler. Um, man, I, I'll be honest, dude. I can't, I'm I'm surprised that we're we're sitting here, and I'm very happy about I, it. I am, and I'm too. I'm, as hell. I'm, he uh, said I'm, he, I'm, he, said he wasn't game, surprised. But, yeah. And I was like, I Really? Am. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm sh- I couldn't be any more shocked if I woke just, up m- with my face sewn to the carpet. I just the, the the move from 12 months ago. I just can't keep. I can't not keep comparing to where my brain was about this program 12 months ago, and it's uh it's it's awesome. It's an A. It's an A. It's an absolute A right now. So good show. You you, you got to appreciate the club OBB family. Mm-hmm. So I just opened up my Twitter real quick. Yeah. The first thing I see. Is a huge ass needle going into somebody's junk? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Biggie. I really uh, appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Nothing but love, bro. Nothing but love. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, we'll do a recap show this week, gentlemen. I'm ready and available. Uh, oh yeah. I'm actually. Yeah, are you out of town? Yeah, are you we'll available? Figure. We'll figure. We'll it figure out. it out. All right. Doubt from Very the good. Ed Morse Yukon live and mobile scoop. <laughs> yeah. As always, boys and girls, thanks for listening, and uh, go Canes! Help! Yes! That's another episode in the books. The Orange Bowl Boys are brought to you by Edmorse Automotive Group. Visit edmorse.com.